Old Testament reading this morning is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant, your heart shall thrill and exult. Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, the wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah, and those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense, and shall bring good news, the praises of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading this morning is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone that is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. 
But when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they By the prophets, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, Bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, And they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. We share our Christian faith now by using the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, and the life of the world to come. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So here we are hearing the continual story of our Lord Jesus in today's gospel. The story of his birth that we knew so well, the shepherds coming, uh, them then going, Remember, they came, saw, and left, right? And now today, we see another group of people, now the wise men, who come, find, and then leave. 
And it's sort of like the flow that we get. I mean, because after all, we came today, we're going to see, and then we're going to leave. Okay? We see this process, this method, over and over again. And yet, sometimes we're not even conscious of that pattern that God has established for us. Now, we know that in eternity, when God is dwelling with us fully on the last day, that we'll always be in his presence. But for you and I now, we come, receive his gifts, and are sent forth to tell more, to tell others about him. Now, there's this little Jesus, and the wise men, they're searching for him searching for him, following the signs in the sky, following what they had learned from the Jewish people years ago when they were held in captivity. You see, these wise men, we know them from the east, were probably men of Babylonian or Persian descent who had learned the truth of the Jewish scriptures and knew that this light would one day appear. And so they followed it, looking for the king of the Jews. And so here in our gospel today, we have the account of that. Those men informed by scripture, who see the signs in the sky, who acknowledge that something amazing is happening, and they go to see it. It's kind of like you and I, you know, we know that there might be something special happening around July 4th, right? And on July 4th, we look up in the sky and we look to see the fireworks that go off, right? Because we know the newspaper, the, the phone in our hands have told us the time and hour when those things will take place. Well, how wondrous it is that God works through his announcing of things to happen. And he announces to these wise men that this wondrous thing is happening. Go and see. And so they go. They get and going and they go and go. They arrive in the Holy Land. They arrive in Jerusalem where there is already a king. Now, what's wrong with that picture, right? I mean, they're coming to see the newborn king of the Jews, and yet there's a king in Jerusalem who doesn't know anything about it. You see how God is going to work here. There is the real king of the Jews, the one who is promised, and then there is Herod. Well, the wise men inquire and say, well, where is the child that was to be born? And Herod and all the people of Jerusalem are agitated by this because it upsets the, well, the status quo. Because, you know, you don't really need people coming from a foreign land and coming and telling you, hey, you don't really know what's going on. I mean, how many of us like to be told that we are not in the know? Okay, But yet, the people there, the priests, do have the answer because after all, they have the scriptures. And so they look to the Holy Scripture 
and see that the prophets of old have already declared what was to happen. That in Bethlehem of Judea, Ephrathah, that this king was to be born. And so off go the wise men, going to seek and to see the king. And they find him, and they enter into the house, and they give their gifts. And what does the scripture say? They worshiped him. Look at this. These are non-Israelite people. These aren't the real people. These are others. But yet they come and are drawn to Jesus, and they worship him. You and I, we are like the wise men in that way. We too are outside of the people of Israel at one time. We too are Gentiles. We're not of the holy house of David. At least many of us can't say that we have Jewish ancestry. But yet God has not forgotten us. And that's why this Epiphany Day is so important to the church and to you and I. Because that's the day we realize that God's promise of a king isn't just for the Israelite people, but it's for us too. That we have a Savior who has been born in the manger. We have a king whose name is Jesus who will come and sit on his father David's throne, but yet he was before David. You see, you and I, we have been brought into a bigger family, connected to one another. And that's what this epiphany time is all about. All about God's working to share his good news, the kingship of his son over the entire world for all peoples. You might have caught that a little bit on Christmas Eve, right? That there will be good news for all the peoples, the plural there, that it's not just for the Holy House, it's not just for Israel and Judea, it's not even just for the 12 tribes, but it is for all of us that Jesus was born. And as we consider that, that Jesus came and fulfilled all these things for us so that he could save us. Now, we know that when something unexpected happens, there's normally an, a reaction. And there is a reaction in creation to the birth of God's own son here on earth. You see, there is a reaction from King Herod, right? There's a reaction that's real and painful. A reaction that is, oh, you know, King Herod says, you know, you wise men, you go on out, you find him, then you come back and report to me so I too can go. But yet... 
That's not what King Herod wanted to do. And when the wise men do not come back to see him, then he plots to kill this new king. And so he has all the children in the Bethlehem area killed who are under age two. Talk about a mass grave of grief and pain inflicted because Herod wanted to keep things the way they were. Now you and I, sometimes in our own sinful state, we like to keep things the way they are too because we like our own stubbornness. We sort of take pride in our ability and our freedom to, you know, to go and do our own thing. But that is not at all what God's plan is for us. God's plan is very direct. And he works in us today to recognize sin to recognize our own stubbornness and to turn back to him, to seek him out for our forgiveness and strength to stand against those things which we know that we shouldn't be doing. Because after all, St. Paul told us that, right? You know, the things that I want to do, well, they're not the things that I do, but the things that I don't want to do, now those are the things I do. Now, I mean, can it get any plainer than that? That's our human condition. But yet God would have us seek him out to have his strength, his forgiveness, his strong arm to guide and direct our lives. So may you and I today, like the wise men, seek Jesus. Seek him who was born and died on a cross and rose again so that we know that we have for certain a king, a redeemer who loves us and who saves us. Because, you know, we, we understand that that saving action of Jesus, it was once and for all, but it's still being applied to us today. That saving grace continues to penetrate our stubbornness, our sinfulness, and to have us, yes, in our hearts grieving over our own rebelliousness. And yet God enters in and provides his good gifts. You notice, I didn't mention anything about the gifts that the wise men brought because that's really not the point. The point is, they sought Jesus, and he is the one who would save them. So may you and I worship that same Jesus today, who brought us into this greater family we call the church. And as you and I are now connected to one another as we share the same bread and the same wine, as we receive the same body and blood of our Lord Jesus for the strengthening of our faith. You see, God with us still. So may you and I 
Seek him always. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guide our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm.